Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Tonight on the Emmy Award-winning Friday Night Videos, broadcast premieres from UB40 with Chrissy Hine, Cameo, and Morris Day, plus Madonna, Aha, Prince, John Cougar Mellencamp, Dire Straits, The Hooters, Daryl Hall and John Oates with David Ruffin and Eddie Kendrick of The Temptations, Saga, and John Parr. with Heavy Longmire, Gustav Mateblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at the frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at the frequency of 250 megacycles. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me. I don't think so. This guy didn't quite have as much of a unibrow. A blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. It's pretty weak. I mean, that's like standard. Everybody knows that one. Yeah. Well, shit. Sorry. Are we rolling? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to lose anything. It's gold. Mean, you don't, don't you have something about bologna? This is gold we got going here. Had cool. a bologna sandwich for lunch. Fried? No. Cold bologna. Mayo? Girl. Yep. White bread? No, it's wheat. Is that fake wheat? They oh, call yeah. it wheat, but it's white wheat. You're not, you're not fooling me. <laughs> it's not wheat. Split top. Mm-hmm. What was that Roman mill used to have the the split top down the middle? And that Roman mill, that was some real wheat bread. That was some heart. Remember that back in the seventies, eighties? See, growing up, it was all white. Well, the the grandparents even had the grandparents Roman mill. Was white. No, bread. it was Mrs. Baird's white bread. Yeah. You know. In fact, for some reason, my mama has started buying Sunbeam or something. And when I go over there and I go to look for my white bread where it's been for the last 20 years and it's not Mrs. Baird's, I'm emotionally triggered. Yeah. I went full-on white trash the other day and bought me a loaf of Wonder Bread. Wonder Bread? See, it was always Mrs. Baird's. We we grew up Mrs. Baird. Well, that's Texas made back then. That was the Texas brand. Yes. It's the best. All right. Well, we are Can You Hear Me, the podcast where we talk about bread and assorted other things. I'm Gustav Monteblanc. I am Ty Webb. And I am Heavy Longmire. And you can find us on Twitter. I am at Real Gustav. I am Ty Webb 3000. I'm Longmire Heavy. <laughs> gets you pregnant every time. pause. <laughs> every time. So pregnant. You can email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. You can find us on our website with our past episodes, canyouhearmepod.com. Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Reddit, whatever you want, we're probably out there. Adult Friend Finder, maybe. I don't know. We're at a specs near you. <laughs> specs. Low price, and lots of savings, and that something like that. It's close. Close enough. That that bunny rabbit on the specs thing always kind of weirds me out. I don't think it's very Tom Petty video. Bunny. Yeah, I think that may have been the first Tom Petty video I ever remember seeing. Don't come around here no more. Yeah, first, yeah. And that was that was the one he was out in the desert with the top hat on. Oh, uh, that's really the first one I remember. I'm trying to think, what one was that? 
I do remember, and I may have mentioned this before, you know, I lived out in the country, didn't have cable, so the only videos I saw in that high-density video era of the, like, 83, 84, 85, were either on Friday night videos. Oh, yes. Or on... Lots of police. Lots of police. <laughs> lots of Lionel... Heavy police. And Lionel Richie. Right. Hello. Hello. But syndicated, I think, on, like, Channel 21... Bo and Jim, who were on Q102 at the time, had a little 30-minute video show really? yeah. that they hosted. You know, they would introduce the videos, make some jokes, and then they'd play ZZ Top, Legs, you know. Or Those guys are still going strong. Still going. Too. Are they really? Oh, they? yeah. They're on KZPS, where they've been forever. Yep. Where are they out of? Here. Are they from here? Yeah. 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 I was thinking they were like Atlanta or something. No, they've always been here. Okay. So anyway. Live and local. Live and local. local. I do think Redbeard's moved on to somewhere else, like Memphis or something. Yeah. Remember old Redbeard? Wasn't there one of those syndicated shows that was from like Atlanta or Tallahassee or something like that? I don't know. I'm not real familiar with the Tallahassee radio lineup. Yeah. (laughs) Pensacola, maybe. What happened to Stevens and Pruitt? What happened to Stevens and Pruitt? That's been a long time. That's once you ask what happened to Rhodey and LaBella while you're well, at it, too. Might have to ask the wolf on this. You gave us a list of topics last episode, and we touched, to on, we touched on none of them, I think. Oh, no, we did talk on the kids, you uh, disciplining children that are not your own. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Y'all squeezed me out on the rest of it. Well, time. no, we tried to answer an email from Valley Butcher, but I don't think we really did it very well. I think it was sufficient. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. What We've got several more, don't we? We have several more emails because people love emails. Oh, yeah. All right. So our next one is from Long Time Good Time Austin. Austin. Boom. My buddy. Better red than dead. Greetings and salutations, gentlemen of the North. Well, here we are. I'm finally riding into my three favorite knuckleheads. We need more brown drink over cuss and tie. Check. Check <laughs> and check. So I'm offering my services as a cupbearer. <laughs> you three are like the crazy Texan family I never had. Uncle Gustav, cousin-in-law Ty, and Pappy Longmire. <laughs> Lord, so Wilford Brimley. The Queen of the North is the sexy stepsister we are all trying to throw a leg at despite (laughs) our best efforts. If you had an actor to portray your life, who would it be? Now, he lists some proposals, and I am not worthy of the one. I already have mine. One that he has his. <laughs> so, Heavy's been thinking about this for years. Yes. <laughs> I have. <laughs> All right. Lay it on us before I give Austin. Uh, Matthew McConaughey is going to play me. <laughs> As Wooderson? <laughs> Man or Randy God. Quaid? I think <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're back in the ballpark. Wow. I don't know if I've, I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever thought about it. What about you, Ty? Seth Rogen will play you. I think you've kind of got things a little bit. I would never have guessed Seth Rogen. No, I, for I us. don't. Do you know who Seth Rogen is? Yeah, that's not the right one. Convincing the guy from Knocked Up and Freaks and Geeks. Well, I'm not sure I got my dudes right. Kind of the heavy set guy with the curly hair and the beard. Yeah, he's a funny dude. Okay. Okay. All right. I was thinking maybe Julia Roberts could play me along those lines. And Woody yeah. Allen was funny, too, but I probably wouldn't have. Actually, Woody Allen would be a little bit closer that's, to me. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, you know, like 1968, Woody Allen would pretty much Yeah, I was me. thinking Nipsey Russell for me. 
That would go. be wonderful casting. Now I want I want uh, I want to be played by Billy D. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Works every time. All right, so here's what Austin came up with. We should have others select our well, characters. Yes, not and us. so Austin has done this, and I think he is overly gracious in what he's chosen for. And I do not agree uh, with mine. Steve McQueen in The Great Escape. For wow. Me. Damn. That's pretty high That's level. impossible to beat. Heavy. <laughs> Burt, beat Re- Burt, Re- <laughs> Burt Reynolds. Man, I was wanting Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Hold on. In Boogie Nights. <laughs> <laughs> now, this one for you. You want to talk about high level. Robert Redford for Ty. Sting era Robert oh, Redford. Man. There's... Damn. There's no greater compliment I've ever been given. That's that's pretty good right there. I think all three of those are pretty uh now, I would want I would want more Steve McQueen the uh getaway for me. Take Burt Reynolds deliverance. Oh, you're being a little bit too gracious <laughs> to yourself. Maybe Burt Reynolds how about, you, how about you go with Ned Baby? <laughs> <laughs> how about Burt Reynolds? Cop and a half for you. No. Stroker Ace. Sharky Machine. Stroker Ace would be closer. <laughs> what about Jerry Reed? Yeah, Jerry Reed for me would be okay. Yeah, yeah that'd be a good one. That'd yeah. be all right. Maybe uh, Jerry Reed as the psychopathic killer in the uh, Walter Matthau, Robin Williams classic, The Survivors. Oh, that's a good callback. I forget Jerry Reed was in that? Yeah, he's the killer that's hunting down Robin Williams and Walter Matthau. Really? Spoiler alert. Sorry. Damn. All right. Well, anyway, I think that is great. Now, for his own character, I love you, Austin. <laughs> Eugene Levy. Mine would be General Orlov from Octopussy. <laughs> <laughs> now, General Orlov was in a lot of the Bond movies in that yeah. era. He was a constant. Do y'all have a favorite Bond actor, or does espionage in films seem like art imitating your life? Now, obviously, that's a question for me. That piece of it. I grew up, as we all did, with Roger Moore as our active Bond. And so that's who I watched the most of when I rewatched the films. I will forever associate Roger Moore with James Bond. I love Sean Connery as James Bond, but Roger Moore is just what you watch there on Sunday nights on Channel 8. Roger Moore and the Saint was also really good. Exactly. And I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's not as well known here. He was in a show... With Tony Curtis called The Persuaders. Hadn't heard of that one. In the 70s where they're kind of, before he got James Bond, they're kind of these playboys that make wrong things right type thing. I didn't actually watch much Bond growing up. It wasn't until I got to college that I started watching Bond. I mean, it was... And then you were a Timothy Dalton guy all the way? No, no, it was still... Roger Moore. No, in college it was Pierce Brosnan. Uh, no, I'm talking about rewatching oh. the old ones. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, the new ones suck. Or the Pierce Brosnan ones I do no, not I, care I, for. I don't think the Pierce Brosnan one sucks. The Timothy Dalton ones suck. I, I'm sorry. Timothy Dalton. Right. Yes. I, Remington, yeah, Remington Steel. Remington Steel. was good. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, the, the staple at my house was Western. It wasn't British. Bragging montage. It wasn't what? British spy movie. I think I have the perfect actor for Gustav. Okay. May I suggest one Don Adams, otherwise known yes. as Maxwell Smart? Yeah, I can see yes. that. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Debonair, yet goofy, intelligent, adventurous. Mystify that much, Chief. And he's got the shoe phone. That's exactly. And that was also the voice of Tennessee Tuxedo. Look out. Do they make those shoe phones? Do they make those shoe phones with the riding heel? I don't think it's on rotation. 
I love Tennessee Tuxedo because you had uh, Mr. Whoopi. I don't even know what Tennessee Tuxedo is. Tennessee Tuxedo was Don at Don Adams as a talking penguin, and he had a sidekick, dumb walrus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they were always trying to escape or get over on the zookeeper. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they had a guy that they always went to talk to called Mr. Whoopi, who would draw on the magic 3D chalkboard and explain stuff. Okay, yeah. But you also had, in that suite of stuff, I think you had some underdog, maybe. Yep. And the Go-Go Gophers, which were a Uh, cavalry unit. (laughs) Heavy's nodding like, I remember. of course I know the Go-Go Gophers. Right, a cavalry unit made up of, I think, dogs with Gophers as the Indians. Yeah. And my favorite, Commander McBrag, which was like a, a British Man, empire. He would always be stuck in a horrible. Who, who made that group of cartoons there? I don't remember who made that. I don't. I'd have to. Because I remember the work. animation was along the lines of like Bullwinkleish, Deputy yeah. Dog. It wasn't Hanna Barbera. It was more style. like the Bullwinkle okay. style and kind of the layout of you've got these different things you put together yeah. type thing. Uh, I don't remember who produced those, but it wasn't Hanna Barbera, which gave you your Deputy Dog. Deputy Dog. I, I would encourage our listeners to tweet us who you think should play us. Some of us some of us have been seen by some of the listeners and others you're just doing theater of the mind. So I whatever t- you think will be humorous. I can tell you that, and I won't tell you who it is, um, but those of you who I've actually met can certainly take a guess. You guys are welcome to take a guess on air or off air. But there is a person that I've been told probably close to a dozen times that they think that I resemble. Kenny Rogers and Six Pack. <laughs> if only that were true. Not right now. I'm getting, I'm, that's what I'm shooting Somebody for. Somebody that you resemble. Yes. Are you going to tell us? No. Um, we'll hold, on, hold, along, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This is just food for thought. Uh, uh, Alan Thick. <laughs> No, and fuck you. <laughs> Austin's not done yet. It has nothing to do with the previous questions, but I have attached a picture. The right answer is, of course, Lee Major. Of the two things that best represent no. my life, communism and the Beatles. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. Okay, what? Re- read that last So he, he attached again. a picture. Hold on a second. Of him and Lennon? I did make a Photoshop of uh, him dressed as a Soviet uh, hero. Him communism. Molotov. The picture, and I'll include this on the website this week. Communism, hypnotism, and the Beatles. That's a not, that's a that's book. a book that exactly. somebody named David A. Noble uh, produced from the Christian Crusade publication in Tulsa, mm. Oklahoma. Tulsa, oh. Oklahoma. Yeah, up there in Oral Roberts country. Yeah. every lots Christian good of, thing is published in Oklahoma. Yeah, lots of good uh, evangelical. <laughs> and stuff and the greatness Tulsa. on the picture of the Beatles. They all look like they are some kind of uh, the Molochs from the time machine where they've got those white eyes. Oh, yeah. Rod Taylor. So let's finish up uh, Austin's here. So thank you for all you've done to your bodies. WCCW forever. Signed, Tweet Noobs. Now, I replied back to him that thank you. I'll mention the next time I speak to Kirill, the first patriarch of Moscow and all Rus. That's the uh, since he is a uh, Russian Orthodox young lad, so he was very happy about that. That I'm going to put in a good word. Thank you, Zar Noobs. And uh, he says I have officially been blessed by the good subdeacon. So that is a wonderful 
from Austin there. I, I'm curious to see what other people think who should play us because I'm much more, a little bit more uh, Don Adams, Woody Allen than I would ever be Steve McQueen. Uh, I, I think w- Don Adams, uh, Don, yeah. Yeah. Is, you think uh, Don Knotts for a second. I, when he said that, I was like, what? Yeah, I Ghost think Don Adams is great. It wouldn't work because there's three of us, but, man, if there's any show that we could recreate, Simon and Simon would have to be at the top of the list. Well, that's who I'd want to be, yeah. Yeah. Now, the three that I throw around often when joking around with Queen of the Magnum North. P.I. got T.C. and Rick. <laughs> I want to be TC. Of well, course you do. He's got a helicopter. I think Ty's Playboy lifestyle fits Rick better. Well, what about Magnum? But he's more Magnum than yeah. Somebody's got to be Magnum if we're doing Magnum PR. I want to be Higgins. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> can we just farm Magnum out? Um, I want to be Stephanie Powers get, in Heart to Heart. We can get Brad to play Magnum. Brad to play Magnum. Could you imagine the insecurity of Magnum? <laughs> He wouldn't solve shit. No, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. You're right. I, I don't even want to know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I always throw out the uh, Don Amici, Hugh Cronin, and uh, Wilford Brimley of Cocoon yeah. to, as a picture of us. I need to go back and watch that. I hadn't seen that. Crazy yeah. thing that when they made that, yeah. Wilford Brimley's like our age. Wilford Brimley was, yeah, younger, he was, he was younger than we Brian Dennehy was. Yeah. That's insane. Now, yeah. Hume Cronin and Don Amici were old, but... But they were, like, old enough to be his dad. Yeah. He's just forever been old. He has forever been old. Because he's been old and natural. He's yeah. great in the firm. He's great in everything. Yeah. Absolutely everything. Look at those diabetes Those diabetes. Diabetes. And, and Quaker oats. Yeah, and Quaker yeah. oats. I don't like oatmeal, but... Boy, I do. I do, too. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll back you on that. I will not. I are don't you like a still-cut kind of guy, or are you just a... I, either way. I got some rolled oats. Two twenty, two twenty one, whatever it takes. <laughs> that's a, that's a movie we need to dissect. Yeah, Mr. Mull. I'll be Michael either. Keaton if you want to be Martin Mull. Oh, can I be Martin Mull, please? <laughs> it's seven thirty in the morning. Scott, Scott, I want to be Martin Mull forever. What's next on the email list? Oh, I thought we were going to do a tie topic, but you want to do another email now? You changed your course. For Heavy. This. That's not at all. Squeeze me out. We I, do. I, I got one somewhere in here from. You got one that we can do quick and then do some one of Ty's topics because there is one I definitely want to discuss tonight. Oh, and I saw Shitty McWalk Mc uh, McWalkman at one of the uh, fall festivals this week. Wow, With your kids Trying it up. Yeah, really. I mean, he had his kids there too. Right, he wasn't right. just running a ride. <laughs> All right, so we got one from... Although I wouldn't have been shocked. Our our friend in the West, Travis. I didn't shake his hand. Trav, Trav, Trav. Who I think it was the Travis' Lone Ranger. birthday recently. I think yeah. he did have one. Yesterday, maybe. Well, yeah, before we... Yeah, I think he had one last week. And it is entitled Church. Hey, boys, I was thinking, would the Can You Hear Me podcast boys like to hear my Catholic school story? And my answer was... Is a frog's ass watertight? Mm. Now I want to go. I want to stop him for a him wearing a skirt. So uh. Travis gives us a nice little witticism, and you bring us blind squirrel finding an acorn every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna. That's a Ron I've, Washington special. I've never heard the uh, the frog's ass watertight. But I'm you're gonna, gonna use it that. now. Yeah. Hell yeah. Now, as far as Catholic school stories, I'm only interested in Catholic girl school. Stories. Yeah. But we'll go on. Growing up in the 214 meant having to go to private school because my mom didn't like the idea of me having to join a gang. <laughs> so from 7th through 12th grade, I was in Catholic school. Now, 7th. He, he, he went to Saint Jesuit. Mark. Okay. 
I think he went to Jesuit. He did go to Jesuit. Yeah, he did. Now, 7th through 8th grade were the only years I went to school with girls and guys. It was wild. 7 and 8. Okay. From from people having sex in the confessionals to multiple people having sex. Wait, wait a second. From... Usually that's an offense. From people having sex in the confessionals to multiple sexual encounters in mass, it was wild. I've heard that happens all the time with the Catholics. Oh, well, could you there went alienate half our, half our listeners? No, that Catholic school is wild. Now, of course, I was not involved in any of this. Right. Middle school was wild as was high school so much so that all but one college party I remember were tame. High school parties took it to the next level. Multiple times, I pulled a gun or had a gun pulled on me. Good night. I would imagine the flask is a big player at the Catholic school. I bet. One instance of a girl shitting all over our living room and playing in it. What the hell? You 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 needed to find a new social group. You need to find the Lord. Uh, Gee willikers. Protestants don't do that shit. No. No. And the funniest was my dumbass high friend who damaged his back trying to jump a wrought iron fence. Now. Now that sounds more our alley. That yeah. sounds more our alley. And it proves that wrought iron fences have gravity. That's ah, true. There you go. Pulled him C- back into citation, it. Citation. Brad. Yeah. Ibid that footnote. Sorry this is so long and all over the place, but it all comes back to me at once. Hope to share beer and water again soon with y'all. T-Bell. That sounds insane. I mean, I've never been. It doesn't been, sound fun. I've never been to. I've never been in any situation where a non-infant smeared feces anywhere. Uh, I have, but we won't go into that. It wasn't me. Now, there is that one story about... I see that quite regularly. <laughs> well, there was that one story where someone we knew mailed a shitty piece of toilet paper to another friend of ours. Yeah. Yeah. Back in college. I I, I told you I don't about, comprehend that, but... Did I tell you all about mailing the... To the... After all yes. The years. yes, that was a good one. You may want to elaborate. Well, I had a friend in college who, and he decided to just, oh, God. And then about five years ago, I mailed it to him. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I love is this man kept this picture for 20 years. Oh, it was the perfect bookmark. Next that was to, this, uh, in, in, in Galatians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was our Paul's travails. Uh, just Johnny Duke. No, no, no. This okay. y'all don't know this guy. Okay. Um, so don't worry, I'll bleep that out, okay. uh, Mr. Cavalier. But I, I was telling Gustav this story not too long ago, and I said I, because I still keep in touch with this guy, you know. But I didn't. I mean, I didn't tell him I was sending him anything. I just put it in an envelope, put his address on there. But uh, and he's married and has kids now and stuff. But I told him I was tempted to address it to his wife. <laughs> Now, I, like a good friend, addressed you, it to him. Do you think that his wife would see that and say, like she knows? I don't know, because that's, I mean, there, there's no other, that's all you could see. Don't know how close of a relationship they have, I don't know. I mean, that's a special bond right there. Yeah. That's, now, I had a, speaking of college, crazy college stories, a friend of mine in college, he had this, I don't know how they swung this, but the two of them had this really nice, you remember those apartments? Was this where we both went to school? Yeah. They were newer, and they were, they had like Over a there loft. Over the football field? No, 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 no. no. They, were, they were off campus. They had like a loft. They were real nice, open beam, kind of, I mean, it was Maybe. Uh, I remember several apartment complexes okay. over there. there really, and it wasn't a big one. There was maybe 30 apartments in it, something okay. like that. In, Very uh, Melrose Place. Cool story, had a, uh, again. He had this big party one night, 
and this is more about the beams. You know, this is before were they before stained or were they natural cameras? And that's it was cool. Okay, shut down. Asked and answered. He yeah. got all mad now. Now he won't finish the story. <laughs> no, go on. I want to hear this. I'm engaged. Okay. It was before digital cameras, but they did, had just come out with disposable cameras. Side note, a phrase I never want to say again. <laughs> <laughs> they just come out with uh, disposable cameras. So he thought it would be a great idea at this big party to have some disposable cameras laying around. People he's fully would... turned where he's only addressing me. Yeah, he's, I, I don't yeah. exist to him. I'm dead to him. The, uh, I've been shunned. People take pictures of the party to develop later. Well, this yeah. friend of mine, this other one, is like, hey, come here. We go upstairs uh, to our buddy's main bathroom. Like, come here. Walk in there. He shuts the door. He's like, he hands me one of these disposable cameras. It's our buddy's toothbrush out of his toothbrush holder. He's like, take a picture. Pulls his pants down and puts the bristles of this toothbrush in his ass crack. I take a picture. He puts the toothbrush back in the toothbrush holder. We go back downstairs. It's a shitty thing to do, but it's a great prank. About a week, a good bit, yeah. About a week later, our friend, our friend gets the pictures back that he had developed. But he's been brushing his teeth with his toothbrush for a week. Oh, he was pissed. I would good rule of thumb: if you have your toothbrush where anybody can get to it, and you have a any type of social get together, you might as well just chunk that toothbrush out. <laughs> Especially with friends like us. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just to well, go I, I hide mine every time y'all come over. Just, well, I mean, are you sure? Because Ty was gone for a while earlier. Look out. <laughs> we got into a prank war one time in college with, like, me and about six of my buddies. And three of us lived in one location at a house, and three lived in another one. And that's one of the pranks that we – I mean, we got to the point where we did it, but then we told them, you know, like, right. you know, Throw this away, and we'll tell you why later. We we didn't full you know fully go through with it, but we had some good pranks in that one, including like the other side spray painting some very vulgar pictures and words about me and one of the other guys on the overpass, like as you drive wow. to college, <laughs> and then us, my group, going over to this other group's house, putting the guy one of the guys' cars up on blocks, taking his tires and wheels. And then we went to and then we got pissed because we went over there one time and they were we were gonna, you know, try to they lived in this like loft type house or Did it have exposed beams? It didn't have I bet they would have been beautiful. Um and we were gonna try to sneak up and do some stuff around their house and they stopped start bombarding us with what from you know, from the second floor out the window, shooting us with water guns filled with fox piss. Oh, Lord. You know how that smells. Yes, it's so not pleasant. what we did, so we're like, okay, so now now the game is we're dealing with stinky shit. So what are we going to do? <laughs> well, one of my buddies was like, I've got the perfect solution. Solution, literally. He had a, we had a big crawfish bowl a few mm. months back, and he had left, he had mm. forgotten about, uh, and he was about to clean it out, but he had found he had a bunch of leftovers that were in a cooler that oh. had been sitting outside on his back porch mm. for about two months. You just throw that, in normal circumstances, you would just throw that cooler completely away. Completely right? away. Because it's a lost cause. So we decide, so now we've got the stink. We just got to decide what to do with it. So we go over to his place. No lie. He opens up that cooler, and my buddy who is closest to the cooler when he when he opens up immediately starts projectile vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. We get the, the solution, put it into some of those big, like, turkey baster type, Syringes and put it in their cars through the uh, oh. through the weather strip. Yeah, because oh. you know, we couldn't get in the. Mm, we right. didn't want to break into the vehicle. But 
through theirs, squirted oh. it into their vehicles. Oh. I think that one guy ended up having to sell that car. Game over. It went so, back and forth for so like a year. Scrap. There was yeah. a ceasefire at that point. Right. Nuclear annihilation. It's it like most prank wars. You know, it started out. It escalates. It's all, it's all good and fun. Then, yeah, and, it, it got... It got out of hand. Oof, that's, that's... We called a guy, for one of them, we called a tax two hours away <laughs> to come to this guy's house. And he was back out there. We sat down the street at three in the morning and watched this taxi pull up. And then this guy, as any taxi driver would do, gets so pissed. And our buddy, he's like, I didn't call. You know, so, this was back in the day where it's like, yeah. you know, I mean, there's no way for them to track that. Right. He shows up at his house. He's driven from out of state. Good God. So do you think maybe that's your in recent interaction with a cabbie was some karmic retribution there's, there? There is no doubt. That's the first <laughs> thing I thought about when I was having that interaction. I was like, this son of a bitch talked. <laughs> he finally, he finally found his way back. Uh, to me. But yeah, it it got out of hand pretty. Quick. All right. Well, Travis, I, I don't even know what to say about the things that are going on. I don't want to hear more about that girl story. No, I don't. I don't want to hear that. Hopefully, she is now in an institution where she can get some help. And uh, she's now a local superintendent. Right. <laughs> oh man, that's a shitty situation. Oh. But you know the former Skip <laughs> Bayless special right there. Ding! You remember when we were especially like freshmen and sophomore in high school, we were always having student teachers since we were so close to a town where there was a teaching college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How often did you go and try to mack on the attractive student teachers? Uh Just, never. I did it a lot. And I had did uh, you really? Oh yeah. yeah, we were always up there. Oh, oh you my know, gosh, yes. oh, yeah, that's so inappropriate. Some of it, your cousin. I don't know if we. I can... know my cousin took some grief, and I had to hear a lot of it from in the field house because since she had a different last name, right? You didn't. didn't they didn't always tie it together. Yeah. Like I, that would have stopped it. I yeah. was throwing all the fifteen-year-old mojo I had at these poor ladies, <laughs> and that son of a bitch had a lot of fifteen-year-old mojo. <laughs> it, it I will, t- and I don't know if we have to cut all of this out, but I don't know if y'all told the story. If I I've told the story before to you guys off air about the time. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good thirty minutes that we've. There's probably none of that we can There's use. None of we it. had a good laugh. Thirty though. seconds of fury. Thirty <laughs> seconds of fury. <laughs> Let's just be clear: we're not talking about any of us at the table. Right. We're talking about another friend. Oh yeah. Okay, so I'll cut that out. <laughs> what was one of your other topics from last week's? Uh, List of things. Well, how did we even somehow in the last few days we've gotten on Wheel Meth Buckley talk? I think that's like an hour long episode which he had brought up. Okay, I mean I I don't know. Yeah, we can talk, but it, we can mark it for future reference. Okay, yeah, okay. we, need we, we definitely need to do that. Talk. Do we have a hot topic that we could hit? We got another email we can do real yeah, quick. Yeah, we got another email. Yeah, because I don't do another my topic. It's just going to be me talking a bunch more. No, it's no, other topics to will, WFB. No, not, no, we can. How do we, how do we even get on that this I, week? I don't know. Who I think it was it me. It was oh, me. Oh, yeah, because you were talking about McLaughlin. I brought up John McLaughlin, and I said, that's my second favorite. And then I put a picture of William F. Mm. And then that got me and him. That was another moment of our kindred spirit to where before you even put up that picture, I tweeted you back that Buckley was the goat or whatever, and then you were already sending that picture of Buckley. I mean, we had talked about him before. Yeah, but but it just shows that we're, yeah. I think he was gay. 
No, I just think he was. No, but there were. <clears throat> there's some homoerotic undertones that we mm-hmm. could discuss. Yeah, there, there's some things, but I don't. It. I don't think he was. If he was, he was not practicing. I don't think. And maybe he was. And I do believe in the Kinsian scale of sexuality, right. so. I don't think he was gay. I think he might have, you know, been I somewhere think along the spectrum. I interpret his body language by some of the content matter of some of their discussions as... Teacher. <laughs> well, I... Maybe. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure, Mr. Drop Hand. that out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think some of his body language, bold. you could interpret that there might have been some proclivity there. I don't know. That, that That's one of those things... Uh, not necessarily... Not, I mean, like you're saying with the the... Kinsian scale, like, there's a big difference between practicing and interested and, uh, you know, attraction and that kind of thing. Right. I mean, and I think the other the other aspect to that is you also have to take into consideration what his background was as far as upbringing and right. yeah. and Which, where'd, he, where'd he grow up? Uh, he grew up all over. So, he, like he, in Ohio or something. Oh, like no, that, no, no. He? he was, he, he actually grew up a fair amount in his early years outside of the country, and then he was uh, East Coast. Okay. Yeah. And, and then Yale. Pennsylvania so, some, I think. Yeah, and Long Island. So, so he was very... Vidal grew up uh, in Ohio. Vidal was, yeah. And, and I think Vidal... Was born in Ohio. ...projected a lot, especially that old, and I don't know if it's true or not, but, you know, there's that old uh, maxim of... You know, you protest too much. If right. you're anti, rabidly anti-homosexual, you're a latent homosexual. Mm-hmm. It's an old way of thinking. I don't think that that's, right. you know, a, a total thing. There's probably some that people are like that, where there's some type of self-loathing. But I think Vidal actively planted that seed mm-hmm. to try and undermine, because what could be the worst thing at the time for your natural enemy of, you know, oh, yeah. the paragon of conservatism and faith that he was to supplant that and mm-hmm. so Vidal I, I think I, there was a lot of anima animus between those two. Oh, absolutely now I will go on record right now and say that I'm in the William F. Buckley corner okay right, right. Vidal's greatness Vidal is a snake yeah I think that well let's he, save a, let's save a all genius this. but anyway let's save all this because I've got a bunch on it too and it's a whole episode okay. let's just say because right, we're about it. to get into an hour long conversation because okay. we've got so much on Vidal and Buckley all right so this one we've had and not Jeff and Ginsburg yeah all right this one we've had yeah and not Tom all right so this one's one we've had for a while and it's a long one so this will fill out this episode okay who we got love that long one JJ JJ man. He's never going to top that Good night. shit email. All right, so this is entitled Fisticuffs. Well, maybe he is. Now, for those of you that don't know, J.J. is a learned studier of the law and, not, abogado. and not what I would call a brawler type. Yeah. More of a passive. Well, more, I would say he's more of a lover. I would say more of a well, lover. Yeah, exactly. Although he has, uh, you know, taken some a uh, little bit of training with Ryan at the gym, and you know, I don't mean pacifist in a pejorative way. No, no, not at all. Just, well, why would not, why would it be pejorative? He's wanting to make love. Why no are more. you pro- Why are you projecting? I'm not projecting. I'm not the one who's being defensive. You're the one who's being. Defensive. I love that you and I instantly know what we're doing when we do that, and nobody else does. It's kind of like when I'm the pulling up the dictionary on my iPhone. Yes. 
Greetings, fellow Last Picture Show lovers. I talked to Gustav earlier this week about my love for Sybil Shepherd. I told Ty a few weeks ago I'd share the story about bigot hillbillies trying to instigate a fight with myself. A few weeks ago, my friends and I went to Midtown to celebrate our friend Crystal's birthday. Crystal, that's a name that's either a high... Mm-hmm. There were a lot of those. That name was popular when we were growing yeah. up. Yeah. Midtown is full of bars and food trucks. So after the bar crawl is complete, food trucks become a necessity. I was with my friend Matt and two of his friends from Austin, John and Chris. Chris had just broken up with his woman, so was down and drinking heavily. The type of drinking one does when it all... All you want to do is forget why you're drinking in the first place. Been there. Around 2 a.m. as the bars were closing, we hit the food truck. I was quite inebriated, so my awareness was lower than its usual 99%. I placed my order last and walked back over. I thought they were arguing amongst each other before I realized it was some random assholes trying to start a fight with my friend. Chris was sitting on the curb having tossed in the towel for the night. These stupid fucks were trying to take pictures of him and were mocking. Quickly, I placed myself in between them and tried to play peacemaker. As you know, I'm kind of a flower child in favor of love and peace above all. There we go. It worked out well. Some of the opposing group's members were trying to establish order and peace as well. However, the instigators couldn't help but keep to keep yelling insult. These guys kept calling Chris a fag and making homophobic slurs. They had two girls with them, and I began to ask them why they were with two ugly sold bigots. <laughs> mm. I'm nice. sure I bet I said, they were from Baytown. I'm sure I said, oh, Baytown. I'm sure I said more to egg them on, but I can't remember at the moment what fire I was spitting. The two loudmouth mother mouth fucks who had started it all started walking toward me saying they were going to kick my ass. Now was this was the moment I was presented with my own Sophie's choice. <laughs> nice. Excellent. One of them had a fuckboy hat on while the other had tacky ass gold chain. I bet that hat had a flat bill. Oh, I'm sure it had a flat bill. I couldn't decide whether to yank ass hat one's gold chain off or knock off ass hat two's hat. Ass hat two made the choice for me by getting in my face. I laughed and said, what are you going to do, little boy? And flicked his hat off his head with two fingers. That's a good move. What happened next can only be described as mercy by me. Ass hat two swung at me and missed badly. I grabbed him by his neck and pushed him down with my reach. He couldn't even scrape my chest. JJ is a very tall, He's got some wings long arm youngster. We would have to jump to hit him in the face. Yeah, it would be me trying to take out his knee, and that would be me jumping. His friends rushed to help him, try to get me to let go of him. I laughed and held him down in front of everyone, saying, what are you doing, little fat man? A few times <laughs> in between my laughter. Eventually, I let him go, and they took off the pace in a rush to get into an Uber, but not before yelling back we were queers and fags i yelled back <laughs> were these junior high kids they were really saving face there at the end it's the 21st century why are you still a bigot claps from the crowds around the food truck love y'all's buns hope y'all enjoyed my annie you think those guys were prepared for a philosophical discussion <laughs> on bias <laughs> and your uh your anti-homophobe uh, slurs you know not that we, it's such a weird world now from what we grew up in because people called each other all types of what would be now oh yeah horrible homophobic slurs yeah just as just a matter slang. of course yeah and I've had a discussion with one of my a female that's about our age that you know. she swears that when she was young and said something was gay, she didn't even realize that meant gay as in homosexuality. Just, it was weird. Well, you remember when we, in school, and we had the word queer Mm -hmm. that was used like in vocabulary. Right, we had gay, too. Yeah, Yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. definitely gay. There were people we know with the last name gay. Yep. Right. And queer. (laughs) (laughs) Old Bob Queer, I remember him. (laughs) 
And then, of course, you know, when we found out that the British word for a cigarette oh, yes. or a bundle of sticks, yes. we tried to legitimize that as a... Right. We never again used the word kindling. <laughs> so I applaud you, and as we all do, Jordan, for standing up for what's right. We're not you surprised. are going to make a fine defense, deter- defense attorney, sir. I, None of us are surprised how well you handled it. No, not at all. I, I do, being in Houston, I do question... The making the stand, because Houston's not exactly a... Uh, They're in Midtown, it says. Well, I assume yeah. it's like Uptown. Was he talking about Midtown Houston or Dallas? Yeah, Houston. <coughs> I don't know much about Dallas. I don't know much it's, about Houston. So, much, so watch Midtown, yourself. Dallas. You know, you don't want to get cut. I will shot. tell you another thing that's changed that sounds like it's applicable to this situation from our generation is that there's so much more now of guys that bow up that A have never actually been in a fight, and B, have no intention of actually engaging in a fight. Yeah. Like when we were growing up, if, if you bowed up on somebody, you better be ready, yeah, you better better be ready. ready to actually fight. Yeah. Because that you meant up you were going to actually fight. There was none of this like, well, I'm going to I'm gonna just jaw, 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 yeah. and try to act tough. No, it was... You either became tough or you kept your mouth shut. Yeah. yeah. Because if you opened your mouth, you were going to get in an actual fight. Yeah. yeah. The bowing up was just merely a, a brief prelude to the actual... Yeah. Throwdown. It's like watching two roosters. Yeah, that's right. Chest bows out, and then the nobody ensues. But nobody was going to walk away, and nobody was going to drag anybody away either. It mm. was going to be no. Yeah, and it was it was serious business. Mm-hmm. To where now it's just two it's two guys just continuing to bow up and tell each other how they're going to beat each other's ass, and nobody's throwing a punch. Yeah. Much the opposite of when, when we grew up, hit. it was like walk up, you bow up, somebody takes a swing, it's on. I saw a guy, I saw, ugh, saw a guy get hit in college in the side of the head. It's kind of the, right below the eye, side right. of the head, something like that. And I know this happened, but I mean, I swear his eyeball popped out. Oh yeah, it can happen. Sure. I mean, and he yeah. just something came and he grabbed right. it and just, I mean, and he stayed on the ground and then bloods. And I'm like, because if you, if you fit the guys, if you fracture that that orbital socket there, yeah. then oh, there's, there's nothing, nothing to hold, to it, hold in. it in. Yeah, it's like man, tip your eyelid. You talk about uh, a generational thing and a 903 thing. I think, I mean, more so a generational thing, but people's eyes opening up when you tell them stuff, you know, about like where we grew up and everything. Right. That like we grew up in the uh, three o'clock high type school to where. There was a designated area mm-hmm. to where if you popped off to somebody, it was on. Somebody said, "Okay, well, we're going to settle this, and we're going to settle this at so and so spot where right. everybody knew where to go." And then after school, everybody drove their ass over there as and fast waited on as it. they could, yeah. because there was going to be Grab a fight. Line in that the parking, parking lot. lot would empty out because the designated spot was outside of the city limits, mm-hmm. but it was conveniently located, very right. close. Yeah, and that was. You know, yeah, it was, and if you didn't show up, oh, you couldn't live it down. No, you're. And what was good sometimes shamed. were the uh, secondary or sub fights that yeah. would occur while watching <laughs> the main event, or while waiting for the main right. event. You waited. Started, yeah. There would be a yeah. But yeah, if you if you decided to open your mouth and then somebody was going to call you out on it, then by God, you were going to fight and you were going to fight and everybody knew you were going to fight and where to come watch it. Yeah. Do you remember the the road? Just off that road. Yeah. And it was really muddy all the time. Well, two of my classmates, they couldn't even wait to get on down the main road to the mm-hmm. real spot. They yeah. stopped right there, and it was muddy, and they got to fighting on that mud road. And it was like some kind of ancient 
Roman. A below the belt type. Just kind of, I mean, covered in mud right, and flipping I mean, slide. Yeah, and, and just, I mean, pushing faces down, you know, right. eight inches down into this mud. Or like somebody's going to suffocate yeah. here. Well, you minute, remember the you one know? that was down there? Uh, I can't remember who was involved. Where the guy took the other guy's head and hit him on the. Uh, bumper of the truck or whatever. Yeah, who was that? And that's, I mean, we all were like, he might have just killed that guy. Yeah, <laughs> gone too. He hasn't gone too far. Yeah, I mean, if you smash somebody's head onto a truck bumper. Yeah, I can't well, remember who my, it was though. Well, the cousin of mine y'all were talking about earlier, her husband and his brother, who were you know quite a bit older than her even, uh, they were always getting in fights. And his brother, when they were in high school one day. They were going to that meeting spot. This would have been the early 80s. Going to that meeting spot. Well, it ex- exploded in the parking lot. Nobody was even able to leave. And the, his brother just reached in the... He got jumped yeah. going to his truck. Well, he just reached in the bed of his truck, pulled out the handle on the high-lift jack, mm. and uh. wore this other guy out Damn. right there in the high school parking lot. And luckily, some of his friends eventually... Pulled him off, or he probably would have killed that guy right there in the in the high school parking lot. I remember one time that the parking lot was clearing out because you know it was on, and I don't know if somebody already had heard about it, uh, administration wise, and called the cops, mm-hmm. or if they just happened to notice that everybody was heading down that mm-hmm. road, but they followed it and broke it up. Yeah, and I don't remember who it was that was going to fight that day. I can remember a couple of times. Teachers or coaches or oh yeah something you know they'd get fine. word they'd get word of it so they'd be out in the parking lot by you know right. not especially letting, if it was an athlete they didn't want to yeah. get suspended yeah. yeah not letting certain vehicles leave right. and yeah we'll go ahead and let these boys but I'm not gonna have the the running backs, the running backs not not gonna not getting suspended yeah and I tell y'all about the time I don't remember if I've told it on here but I I don't even know if I've told y'all off air do y'all remember the time that the guys from out of town jumped me. When you I told us there. about it. Uh, I don't remember if we told that on air. Over down yeah, the road we don't here. Have to tell it on air if he okay. did, but just couldn't remember if I told y'all the story. Yeah, that could have been much worse than it was. Yeah. To, I mean, and that's I didn't have a chance on that one. That yeah. is one of the dangers of the 903 when you step outside of your local, yes. your town. When you date <laughs> a girl dating, from another school, because mm-hmm. then you get into all kinds of things. Yeah. yeah. They don't like that. Yeah. The, the, the boys at that school don't yeah. like you. Carpet bagging their women, especially especially when probably the smaller community has an even smaller pool of resources, and you've just gone and snatched one of them, like the saving women, you know. Well, uh, this was the one that they all wanted to date but couldn't to begin with, and these guys, I mean, these small schools already had an inferiority complex about us being the county seat. And you looked so good. Well, I don't know if that was a part of it. It was part of it. Had some men, too. They uh, they weren't too crazy about me infringing on their territory. But we got them back. (laughs) They they didn't like it as much when it was a fair fight. (laughs) Lover, fighter, erudite, William F. Buckley in person. Mm. Transitioning before your very eyes like the red dragon. Well... I think uh, we'll see how this shakes out once I do. <laughs> we got about eight minutes worth of actual content. <laughs> All right. Uh, we had a good time during that other forty. There was some a forty my ass hour and a half. How it, much it was, was on about, there? It, we're at a one thirteen, so yeah. I'll probably take out a good twenty five minutes. <laughs> if I was an asshole, I would just do beep 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 for twenty five minutes. <laughs> we there could, was, uh, man. But every once in a while, thirty minutes of fury. 
you know, 33 minutes. Just every once yeah. in a while, there's a waterbed reference. Yeah, that was a golden that story. Was gold. All right. Well, uh, if you have stories of fisticuffs, we'd love to hear those from you. And you have tell of a specific fighting area that was at your school that you had to go to. I'm sure, that's where the gladiators met on the field of combat. Let us know about that. You can email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. The gladiators meeting on the field of combat. Sounds very below the belt. He's going all John Facenda on us. <laughs> A November wind. <laughs> All right, and... Blows across the tundra. <laughs> As always, we love you. Adios. Bye. The fresher your bread is, the better your sandwich tastes. And bread just doesn't come any better tasting than Mrs. Baird's, or any fresher. The Baird family bakes Mrs. Baird's bread to do more than just hold a sandwich together. We make sure the bread adds good taste with a fresh flavor of its own. At Mrs. Baird's, it's our business to make a good sandwich taste even better. We've got to do something about it. Uh, you're absolutely right, Tennessee. How about if I give it a good yank and... No, Chumley, we... And world-class championship wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Sally. Good night from Dallas, Texas.